Building influence is something anyone can learn. It's an investment you can make in yourself and it can hold the keys to achieving your dreams and having the life and impact you want to have. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. I've learned a lot over three decades about building and sustaining influence and how using it and using it effectively can make a big, big difference in your life and career. Here on She Said, She Said podcast, we're digging into the different dimensions that help us build and sustain influence. If you thought being an influencer was just for social media, think again. Whether you're starting a business, raising money for a cause, negotiating a promotion, running your household, or trying to connect with those who don't share your views, understanding and using the different dimensions of influence will increase your chances of success, whatever your goals may be. Listening to She Said, She Said podcast is a smart, efficient investment you can make in you. I'm really glad you're here and I'm excited we're on this journey together. Hey friend, welcome to a new season of She Said, She Said podcast. I am so happy to be back with you after a little summer recharge. And I hope that you've been able to take advantage of some of the bonus content that I've repackaged and shared with you over the past several weeks. I have honestly been so thrilled with the response to that. Our downloads have continued to grow. We are about to hit 200,000 downloads, and I could not be more thrilled or frankly more grateful to you that we are able to spend this time together. And I hope that you're finding it really valuable and really useful. I also found when I went back and re-listened to some of those episodes that were some of your favorites based on your downloads, I found new nuggets that either struck me differently or that sparked a new idea or a new theme, some of which you'll be hearing more about this fall. In some cases, you also picked up on other themes that I hadn't fully appreciated how much that they would resonate with you. So I loved hearing that feedback. All of these things fit into this broader concept of influence. Last fall, I tweaked our focus a bit so that this content really aligns with and captures several different levers that I think are critical to how we can build and sustain influence. Self-awareness, which includes things like mindset and the importance of managing ourselves, investing in others and challenging ourselves to keep learning and growing, including embracing personal evolution, networking and building relationships and creating connections and collaborations that help us improve our ideas and help us move them forward and also investing in others, strategic and thoughtful approach to actions, things like looking for win-wins in negotiations and understanding the other side's non-negotiables. And also preparation and presence, everything from public speaking to how we promote our ideas and build our brands and build support for them and the things that we ultimately want to accomplish. These really are the key building blocks of true influence. And if you go back and listen to some of your past favorite episodes of She Said, She Said podcast, you'll hear many of these themes. 
Space was my word of the year for 2022, and I talked more about why in episode 180. It's an important dimension of influence. As I've thought about it, it's that conscious approach to really making space to invest in yourself, doing things like listening to this podcast and other things that you do to make yourself smarter and also to build more capacity for the things that are most important to you. And speaking of making space and investing in yourself, that's the topic I want to talk about today, but specifically the connection between space and productivity and how those things relate to influence. One of my big takeaways from my summer recharge was this. My busyness often undercuts my most value-added productivity, and it also tends to cause me to get depleted more quickly. In talking with many listeners, I know this is something that many of you struggle with as well. Many of us are working moms with lots of demands, both those things we put on ourselves and also those obligations that come with work and caregiving and finding the balance between those things. I have often felt that I am hardwired for productivity and for busy, so much so that reflection or pausing or taking a break can actually feel like a luxury and it can generate legitimate guilt even when I consciously know that taking a break and stepping back is so important, both for mental health, as well as for the quality of the work that I'm doing. Does this sound familiar? My guess is it will sound very familiar to you because our brains are wired for doing and for busy. Forcing ourselves to really dive in and focus is a much more difficult state but it's what's required for really building influence. Now, over the summer, I decided to spend some additional time to focus on this topic, and specifically the idea of mental energy as a limited resource. One of the resources that I especially liked on this topic was a book that I found by Dr. Isaiah Hankel. It's called The Science of Intelligent Achievement. One of the big takeaways for me was around the science associated with how and why we often create practices that seem to increase our productivity, but that in fact might be undercutting it. Now, trust me, friend, I love a checklist as much as you do, so I am not suggesting that we give those up. So stay with me here. One of the key concepts in Dr. Hankel's book is managing your energy versus your time and the value of selectivity when you are allocating your time resource. Here's why. Research that Dr. Hankel cites in the book found that time is much more plentiful than mental energy. Essentially, we all have 1,440 minutes each day. The difference comes in how and where we allocate those minutes, some out of obligation and some out of choice. Now, Dr. Hankel would argue that all of them are out of choice, but I would argue that as a working mom, that is not entirely true. And I suspect many of you would probably agree. Everyone's circumstances are unique, of course, 
But regardless of them, the research found that on average, each person, you, me, and everyone we know, has about 90 to 120 minutes per day of peak mental energy. And we have about 200 to 300 minutes, some four or five hours of what's called near peak mental energy each day. So on the high end of the scale, that's about 420 minutes per day or maybe around seven hours. And that's likely when you've done everything in your power to really maximize the quality of those minutes. Things like adequate rest, eating properly, exercise, eliminating distractions, etc. My guess is, however, that most of the time, based on circumstances that really are truly out of our control, a sick, a sick child, an unexpected deadline, a natural disaster, an accident on the way to work or school, whatever, we often don't have that full seven hours. But when circumstances are optimal, there are a few things we can do to really maximize our already limited mental resource. The challenge comes when your mental energy is forced to share space with the energy needed for less demanding tasks. Guess which one tends to suffer the most? Frankly, all of them, but especially the ones that require the most brain power. And guess what? Your brain is literally chomping at the bit to work against your ability to really concentrate. Here's a quote from the book that I found especially compelling. And this is quoting Dr. Henkel. Quote, your brain hates change. It likes distraction. It wants you to stay in this comfort zone of distraction you've created, wasting your energy on the wrong things. So it's wired to keep you there, end quote. Literally, the science and the research supports why so many of us get such a rush from being busy and why all those check marks next to accomplished tasks can feel so darn good. Here's another quote that I really liked. Again, this is quoting Dr. Henkel. Quote, mental energy is the world's hottest commodity. People are going to try to steal it, drain it, and suck it up every second you're awake. Yet few of us protect it. Few of us know how. People carefully protect the money in their bank account and the time on their calendar, but they do little to protect their attention. Attention is the gateway to your mental energy. Where your attention goes, your mental energy flows. More often than not, it's flowing towards something someone else wants. Taking back your mental energy is not a cakewalk. It's a dogfight. Even your own mind is going to fight viciously to keep you distracted. All the yeses you've said and all the obligations you've taken on in the past have created a psychological immune system." End quote. The point he's making is this. We have to learn to break the habit of falling into the busy trap and of wasting our peak mental energy on things that aren't as important to us. Now in the book, Dr. Henkel also goes into the importance of being careful about getting drawn into drama 
or allowing people who thrive on drama to suck up that limited mental energy. Friend, we all have those people in our lives. The trick is learning to manage them versus having them try to manage us <laughs> and suck up that limited mental energy. As I've thought about this concept of limited mental energy, it also aligns so beautifully with the idea of investing in yourself in ways that create more impact, a more impactful product, or a more impactful outcome. While at the same time, understanding this concept and how it may be working in your own life can also help you fight burnout. Now, if you've been listening to She Said, She Said podcast for a while, you already know that I'm a realist and I'm very pragmatic and I'm, of course, a working mom. Notwithstanding Dr. Henkel's points about choice, there are going to be times when things are chaotic and largely out of your control, times when you simply have to gut it out and plow through. But in reality, there are also plenty of times when many of us waste mental energy on things that really don't matter, but that suck it up and leave us depleted. And those times work against our ability to really build and sustain influence in our lives. That means that we may need to revisit or maybe reconsider how we work, how we produce, and those ways of working that enable us to create the most impactful value for ourselves and for the others in our lives. Now, friend, with this new season of She Said, She Said podcast, I'm going to dig into several dimensions related to productivity and mental energy and the impact that it can have on our ability to build and sustain influence. I'll build on today's conversation about managing your energy versus your time and also talk about the impact of open loops and the science behind why corralling those can make a huge difference in your ability to focus. I'll also talk about some of the best ways to structure a recharge or sabbatical like the one that I took advantage of in the summer. One of the interviews I have coming up in October is with time management and productivity expert Laura Vanderkam about her new book called Tranquility by Tuesday. You can pre-order that book now. We'll also talk about battling brain fog. And for those who are looking to build their brand and get more attention for their work, we'll talk about some best practices for pitching yourself for podcasts like this one. We'll also talk about the best ways to build your confidence so that you're better equipped to put your best ideas out into the world. The ideas that can distinguish and differentiate you and that are so essential to your ability to create an influential brand for yourself. Related to that, we'll also talk about how to get over or at least tame the self-doubt that can often prevent us from sharing our ideas in the first place. As always, friend, you'll continue to hear a great mix of conversations with my guest, as well as some deeper dive perspectives on topics that I think you'll find valuable and really useful. All of that is coming up this season. As always, please let me know which topics and guests you're enjoying most, what you're finding most valuable, and what you think may be missing from our lineup. I'd really, really love to hear. 
Remember, in addition to following She Said, She Said podcast wherever you listen, I also share additional thoughts and perspectives on each episode topic along with a full transcript that you can download for free in the show notes. You'll find those things on my website at she said, she said podcast.com. You can contact me there to share your thoughts, but you can also share your thoughts or ask me questions on social media. You'll find me at Laura Cox Kaplan on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And I also share other perspective that's related to our week's topic on social media there as well. So please don't miss that and be sure to hop on and say hi. As always, friend, I hope you found this a valuable investment in you. Until next week, you take care. She Said, She Said podcast is produced weekly by She Said, She Said Media.